Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back here with another episode of Straight to DVD. We're here talking to Old Ben Kenobi Part Two. Raph and myself were joined by another special guest today. Another one of the Shans. However, he's no banana suits. And hello, welcome back. Hello. It sounds like you're saying I'm no banana suit. Like that guy's cool, but he's no banana suit. Which is also true. <laughs> How's it going? Is that where that comes from? Is that the same? No, but we can just make it that, I guess. If you want to adopt that, it that guy's way. cool, but he's no banana suit. It'd be amazing if your if your shtick on a podcast was to just always be recording in a banana suit for no reason. <laughs> it's just like, but that, but my name is no banana suit. Yeah, but it's an audio medium, so there, there's the oh, word. on podcast. I see. Yeah, hilarious. But there is a banana suit. That sounds like something you would say in like the the 1940s. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that guy's cool, but he's he's no banana suit. And then followed (laughs) by a fucking bike horn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So once again, in the in the vast spectrum of fantastic new media that comes out every few weeks, we're once again here talking about content on disney plus following up our ever popular obi-wan kenobi part one episode here we are with obi-wan kenobi part two the final three episodes um i guess since no banana man uh you weren't here for our first three episodes maybe we want to do a very brief recap on your thoughts from the first three and then we can dive into how we all feel about the final three. What do we think about that, Raphael? Do we think that's a good place to? Yeah, that sounds start? great to me. Hit, hit it up, banana. Let's hear it, King. Um. All right. Well, I watched them as they came out, so I feel like my my thoughts on the first three are like they're starting to get a little hazy. But I I feel like my overall takeaway is just that like Disney Plus is like a it's a sinful platform, and I feel like it needs to just like stop taking this be- these beautiful like meaningful IPs and just like turning them into these content content factory products and turning them out like fucking milk bottles because it's it's like really upsetting honestly and they're just taking away any depth any emotion from like half of these ips and just spitting it out for people to pay more and more subscriptions and it's just overall upsetting that's honestly i i think i watched part of um obi-wan and i don't i don't remember if it was obi-wan or one of the marvel shows but like I I was really close to canceling Disney Plus because it was, it was re- everything just lacks so much heart, and the first three episodes were I think such a good example of, of exactly what I'm talking about in terms of like Disney Plus just becoming this like content producing machine, um, and that was just kind of my general takeaway. I think the first three episodes are very cheap feeling, really poor writing, like inexplicable kind of situational decision making, um. <laughs> Like that fucking tree branch. I like that's that's like unforgivable. The tree br- like I feel like that tree branch went viral. Do you see <laughs> what I'm talking about? During the uh the chase with Leia in the, yeah. in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, Whoa. That's a fucking no banana suit moment right there. <laughs> that's nineteen forties comedy. And stuff like that just it it I feel like it it's just so lazy, like unexplainable just like cheap presentational 
bullshit. And I, it, it makes me so upset to watch that stuff with these like amazing IPs. Um, and I, I, I felt very poorly after the first episodes, especially when they did the first Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight and it just had no choreography. Um, some of the ideas in there, I guess, were cool, but I don't think they care about the ideas. I think they just cared about literally showing those two characters on screen as like, and, and they didn't care how cool or not cool it looked. I, I think you, you raise a very interesting point uh, about wanting subscribers and how, like, think about it like this, like Marvel, for example, like Hawkeye could have been a movie, like uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier could have been a movie, uh, the Scarlet Witch could have been a movie, Obi-Wan originally was a movie, um, and they turned it into a miniseries. And if you look at the length of these seasons or shows or miniseries, special events, whatever they want to label them as, they're, I think most of them are bare minimum six episodes, right? And if you watch them live, you have to subscribe to at least two months of the service, which amounts to more than the price of a movie ticket. I think that's their strategy right now. People don't want to go to the movie theaters how do we make the same amount of money as if they would pay for a movie ticket to come see it? Oh, we release something in an elongated format. So that way you have to, if you want to tune in live every week, which most fans will, you have to at least be sub to two months of it. I think that played a pretty big part in the decision-making to turn this into a miniseries, a six-episode miniseries. Because, and Raph, we may have talked about this in the, the part one episode, but I feel like it's hard to, to speak to the ultimate quality of what a movie version of this show would have been, but I feel like a tight two hours, a lot of fat trimmed would have been much better. I don't know if you guys agree, but in my imagination, I think that's probably true. No, I agree. I mean, I nah. feel like the... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I, much more on that. I just don't yeah, know yeah. if a, if a, sorry to interrupt, Mister Banana. I just don't know if a movie version of of this story in the hands of Disney would be any better. I I, I, I just think don't it would have been. I think it would have been only because the last two episodes, which were about two hours, was the pretty much the it pretty much was what the show intended to be. I feel like it it pretty much was the show. Episodes five and six, in my mind, were the show, uh, were the entire it's, it's, series. It's certainly where all of the budget went. Yeah, it's where all the budget went. It's where like this, not the whole story happened, but like the story that actually fucking mattered happened. You know what I mean? Like, it, if you just take those two episodes, and you can expand upon the actual root of the story, which is Obi Wan and Anakin bouncing between the past and present. That's all anyone really wanted, and it's felt like the minority of what got focused on in, in terms of like the whole series. I think that the biggest, and I know I have no problem with, with, the, with the Inquisitors. I think they're a cool concept, um, and I think that they've been done well in... Where did they first pop up, Banana? Was it Rebels? Um, or... I'm actually not sure they're first. Like, I'm, I'm obviously most familiar with them from Fallen Order. Yeah, likewise. Um, do a quick uh, number crunch. Because I, I, 
you know, I think the idea that like, oh, Vader has a trained elite squad of fallen Jedi or whatever to hunt down Jedi, like that's that's a cool concept and idea. Um, I think their involvement with him hunting Kenobi makes sense, but I think it detracts from what you're saying. The the most exciting part of the show, if you would even call it that, is Anakin and Vader, right? Um, and they spend so much time with Reva and so much time with the Leia rescue that uh, it takes so long to get to the meat of what is even potentially exciting, you know? And I feel like if it were a two-hour movie, any inclusion of that side stuff would have had to have been significantly trimmed down. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, but... And I feel like the the Inquisitors themselves, like, that could be a whole nother thing. That could be a whole nother series. Like, most of the Inquisitors are Reva's story where they, like, were Jedis or Padawans, and it, it, it's they gonna got be so the, screwed the... over that they went to the dark side. And, like, that actually is such a cool, interesting concept. But that could have been a, that could be a whole nother thing. It's, it's going to be Reva's show. It doesn't need to be... It didn't need to really be in this. Like, it didn't really... There was no, like, focus... It didn't need to be a focus on it. And if you're going to put a focus on it, like, don't make it a minority focus because... That's such an interesting concept. Give it well, its you, own thing. You think about... Uh, well, I think... Some, go ahead, Raph. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the the idea that there were a couple of interesting ideas and, like, thematic elements in the show, like the Reva story, the Obi-Wan-Ben Kenobi relationship, or the Obi-Wan-Anakin relationship, um, but the fact that it's only six 40-minute episodes, like, it doesn't give either of them space to breathe or, like, fully be realized... So then we're just getting half-assed, you know, versions of both of these stories when if you do like an 8, 10, 12, 13 ep- like episode run of the show and you really like allow those stories to like room to breathe and to grow and develop and like these characters can actually have scenes where they grow over time and we, you know, have some sort of insight into why they're doing the things that they're doing. Um, and then they like progress over time and, you know, come to this big conclusion like, like that could have been cool. Like you either it's weird because it exists in this weird in between where it's not, okay, let's just like trim it down and focus on one thing as a movie version, or let's, you know, go to 10 episodes and let every idea and every subplot, you know, see, see itself all the way through. Um, It doesn't do either of those things. It just exists in this weird in between. So then we're just left wanting more out of everything. And also at the same time, we don't want, any of what they're giving to us because it I, yeah, all kind of I, I think sucked. fundamentally that what you, what you're saying is, and I agree with it, is that they don't spend enough time with what really is compelling. Um, really, a big crux of the show is Obi Wan regaining his faith in the Force, right, and his connection to it, and that just kind of happens. Uh, like he gets injured in his first encounter with Vader, and then he's in a Bakta tank for one page. Minutes. Yeah, right? For like one page in the script. And then he's out. And then he invades the the water planet uh, base or whatever. And then he's like Kenobi again with his lightsaber. And it's like, he's now just like reconnected again. Like, where are the scenes of him? Like, oh, oh, and then people will be like, oh, well, there's the scene where he's like trying to move the bottle cap on the ship or whatever. He's trying. See, he's training. He's trying. It's like, no, like, where's the... Where's the conversation? Like there was a very very brief scene with uh, what's what's the guy the 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 guy's name? Uh, I want to say Gherkin. <laughs> what's his name? The 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 
the Rebels guy who's trying to repair the ship. Camille? No, not Camille. The other guy. Uh, the one who's upset Ice that Cube Wade, son? Wade dies. Is it Ice oh my God, Cube? Is that Ice Cube's son? Ice Cube's son? That's Ice Cube. Yeah. That's oh, Ice Cube wow. Jr. That's, that's hilarious. He that's was amazing. not very good. No. no, he was bad. <laughs> he was uh, not very good. <laughs> but he has that. It's very brief, unfortunate. I know. Wasn't he good though in the NWA movie? Well, yeah, because he played his dad. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's the only role he understands. <laughs> there's, there's that brief scene with him and Ben before Ben leaves to go to not Mustafar to fight Vader, uh, where he's like, "Oh, oh he I didn't even realize that wasn't Mustafar." I it's just not, assumed it it's was. Just That's some hilarious. random rock planet that was near them. I guess whatever. Uh, but like, he he's like, "Oh, you're doing this because you want to. You want to face him." It's like, yeah. Like, can we have more of that? Like, how Obi Wan feels about this? Like, not when he's confronting Vader. Like, have him chat with 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 some, or even an earlier scene with Qui Gon where he's like. I failed Anakin. I don't know what to do. Like just and more insight via a scene into how he's feeling and what he's really going through as opposed to, Oh, they finally confront each other in duel. And that's cool, I guess. But like, where's, where's the excitement and emotional lead up to that. So we know going into it, what's going on with him as yeah. opposed yeah. to relying say- on the fans being like, Oh, I know what's going on. Like, well, yeah. show us. There's for for a show called Obi Wan Kenobi. There's a weird lack of of Obi Wan in it. I know he probably gets the most screen time in the show, but there's so much there's so much about Obi Wan that like the reason for the show is because it felt like there was such a disservice done to the character in the prequel trilogy. So like we needed the show to give Obi Wan the space and time to like be be a character that we can like really connect with but all of the interesting things about obi-wan his like why he loses faith in the jedi you know religion why he feels that he you know let down anakin um why he feels that he let down qui-gon like why he might feel that even with like the leia thing like there could be a storyline where he feels like he's gonna let her down just like he's let down everyone else in his past and we never explore any of that. And like Ewan McGregor is such a good actor that he should be afforded the opportunity to, I don't know, like do some real acting and to, to show us through his performance, you know, a man who is fully broken down um, and needs to rebuild himself and, and find his faith again. um, And like go back to something that he once believed to be, to be, you know, like, like holy and true. And we just get, we get so little of that. Um, so at the end of the day, it feels like why even bother with telling this Obi-Wan story if we're not going to tell the actual Obi-Wan story, if we're just like, if we're just here for like weird callbacks and introduction of new characters to then set up a new show. Like that's not, that's not why we want an Obi-Wan show. We want an Obi-Wan show because we want to see what's going on with Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, but dude, when he said, uh, I'll do what I must, like, that was like, I don't know if you caught that. That was like when he said it in like episode three, like the, like that was like, dude, that was like so sick. Yeah. And then when I'm actually buying Anakin, it, I actually made me buy a year of Disney plus up front. Dude, when like, he that's says... not <laughs> Disney plus exists. Um, 
it feels like a lot of these shows exist for the sake of like Reddit posts of like, remember one character X says this in this property here they are saying it again in this property with like no actual narrative, like no actual narrative through line or thematic through line or emotional through line. It's just for the sake of someone to pour through hours and hours of content to find two instances where one character says the same thing in two totally different scenarios. Like that's bonkers. That's not that that's just content. That's just content for the sake of content. There's no, this should be like a credit TV card show. out, baby. Yeah, I'm still paying for Disney Plus. So, like, <laughs> I had said it last last episode about Obi Wan, but the joke's on me because I'm sitting here, I'm yes. still watching all the shows, and I'm still subscribing to Disney Plus. We're, we're so. taking an hour out of our Saturday to talk about this. So, <laughs> two hours, baby. Let go. Oh yeah, let's go. Um, we've talked about in the past how content that amounts to being a prequel to something is it's i think it's difficult to get right um and i think obviously you know we see we see that with the the prequel trilogy um and this is something that i think better call saul does exceptionally well is i was was gonna say let's get a let's get a vince gilligan star wars yeah oh dude that would be amazing um it's 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 time it's content in the timeline that happens before the established main arc of a franchise and when it succeeds it's because it recontextualizes something uh in a successful way that's exciting and gives us new insight without being nerdy talk while keeping the canon um the issue i think with Obi-Wan Kenobi is that I don't think it really shows us anything new contextually that we need or that's exciting. Uh, Maybe the only thing, and I think this actually was the highlight for Hayden was the scene where, and we all knew it was coming because you have Hayden fucking Christensen. We like, we know they're going to fight again. We know they're both going to live. We know they're going to have a scene. And you have Hayden Christensen, so we know he's going to slice his mask and we're going to see some fucked up Hayden in there. Uh, seeing that sort of side of Vader, a sinister side that we haven't really seen when he, when we see his face, I think was probably the closest they came to something new. But the actual duel itself where it ends up, it's really no different than where their duel on Mustafar ended up, uh, story-wise, character-wise. Sure, he says, "Oh, why does he? Why does he call him Darth in A New Hope?" Oh, because he calls him Darth. Because <laughs> this, oh, my friend is truly dead. Goodbye, Darth. It's like, uh, do like who gives a shit? I don't know. Yeah. The idea of it is like I actually love the idea of it because I love the story of like the lone hero who's like lost his way because of a ton of harbored guilt. Like that 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 template is fucking awesome. And when it's explored correctly through like meaningful flashbacks and like context, like new context for scenarios that you've already seen, I, I like I, it's like you said that's what makes like prequel stuff actually good. And then, like, the hero, like, being able to, like, work through their Harvard guilt and, like, you know, refining themselves, like, 
to overcome a challenge. Like that's always great. And I think that's what they were trying to like implore in him calling him Darth finally and like using the future quote unquote context of it, like of him calling him that again later. But I think him calling him Darth is like the most seventies writing like delivery. <laughs> like it just doesn't land in like today's like big blockbuster doing backflips well, over lava. It, it's Darth. because it's because you feel and not in a good way that like you can watch something and you can feel the choices being made. You can see the choices being made in a successful way that doesn't pull you out of what you're watching or listening to, but it's just, it feels you can feel the writers in the room being like, how do we fit this puzzle piece yeah, exactly. into a puzzle that's already completed, you know? And the, what you were saying earlier about it, like it being new, like, I know, like nothing in this show was new. The mask thing that was from Rebels. Yeah. Um, the Inquisitors were like brought to popularity through Fallen Order, and honestly, like the entire not Obi Wan Leia storyline was basically the plot. Like the whole Reva plot is basically the villain plot of Fallen Order, almost like pretty much to a T. Pretty much to a T. They um, use so much. They use the the main set piece of Fallen Order as a whole episode. And Trilla is a way, and the, and the main villain of Fallen Order is 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 way more interesting of a character because she had like time to breathe. Exactly what you were saying earlier. But what I'm what I'm getting at basically is like they didn't put anything new into the series, which is like a big bummer. And if you're not going to put anything new into the series, then make the character study like impeccable, which they didn't really even try to do until five and six. And it like was good and enjoyable, but it wasn't impeccable. I said this before, and I stand by it. There should have been a storyline where Obi-Wan considered killing Luke or Leia. Because he, now that he knows what Anakin has become and the evil that he is, and he sees that same evil or potential evil in Luke or Leia, and because he's lost faith in you know the Jedi religion, he seriously considers killing one of these children. And I know that's like super dark for a Disney plus show. Um, but in the, done in the right way, that can be a really compelling story about Obi-Wan and like where he is mentally in between revenge of the Sith and a new hope. That what almost sounds like yeah, a right. compelling, like, uh, like one of the actually cool, new, interesting ideas that was introduced in a movie called, uh, what was it? The last Jedi, I think. <laughs> that, that wasn't that like kind of wild which is the only like hero and made him complex and the only hate, good piece of star wars that. content there, there are people the who Disney like era. oh you ruined luke skywalker it's like no you didn't he changed as a person you understand how people change how characters change and why that's exciting how they question their morality after mass loss and trauma yeah Failing your student, then your student murdering all your other students. You can't imagine how that would break a human being. <laughs> Unfathomable. Like Obi Wan should Obi Wan should be a broken man. There's no yeah, reason exactly. to think that from what we've from what we've seen before in Revenge of the Sith and in A New Hope, there's nothing that tells us in either of those two pieces that Obi Wan in this time period where this show is supposed to take place. There's nothing that tells us that he wouldn't be an absolute wreck of a human being. And the show totally, totally fails. Well, maybe not totally. There are like two moments 
in like the opening episode where Obi-Wan is is totally just like despondent and and he looks totally out of it. Those are the only moments that we get that even suggest that he's a little bit affected by seeing his best friend eaten alive by lava. And he won't like help that one random Jedi who gets yeeted later on. <laughs> ben Sa- the Safty brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was Benny. one of the Safties? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like two scenes. Oh, that's the other thing. I don't understand the Disney Plus like formula of just having like a somewhat famous person showing up for like one or two episodes of these shows and then being like really bad in them. Like, why is why are Ice Cube's son and Benny Safdie and and Kumail Nanjiani like in the show to like be bad characters? I'm sure because Kumail was like, "Can I please be in this?" Yeah. Kumail, Kumail, I just I. Kumail, I could see how he's probably been trying to get in on a Star Wars project for like five years. You know what I mean? Like, I could see like he's probably calling Disney like every day. Like, I love Star Wars so much. Like, please <laughs> let me do anything. I I think it's safe to say that a lot of the people you just named are going to pop up in the the Andor show, the, oh, the Rise of the Rebellion or whatever. Because they, that's... Disney. That, that sorry that that's that's the thing is they they even said this uh this headline pissed me off so much uh that they repurposed so much of the finale uh to set up not just another season of Obi-Wan but any potential inclusion of spin-offs i'm convinced that Reva was going to be killed off but how could we we're going to give her her own show um what you're describing right give her a prequel show yeah, let's see. As a you do that yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Why, why the fuck I, not? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. It's like, do I blame? Like, do I blame anyone for this? Do I blame like American consumers? Do I blame myself? <laughs> do I blame Kathleen Kennedy? Like, I don't know who to blame. Is is Kathleen Kennedy the new I Bob s- Iger? Is that like where she? No, ranks? she's she's just uh, the head of of. Uh, star wars for disney so she's like oh god she's okay. like the kevin feige yeah. of oh okay, okay of star wars but apparently they're bringing feige in to help oh, kathleen god. like figure out how to do the whole connected universe sort of thing in star What's wars figure, um, but he I, i'm convinced Feige's. it's two, they're two completely now. different animals in terms of yeah. like where the ip Connectivity. comes from and, and stands like one is a you have this massive massive pool of like 70 80 years of comic books to pull from and the other is like some weirdo dude from northern california made up a story about a guy named uh you know luke skywalker 50 years ago and everything is just from inside of his brain so like there's you have a complete like blank slate in terms of stories that you can tell and and things that you can do with this universe. And it doesn't have to be connected. It could just be random stories that happened a long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. The, the the most successful piece of content of this series was the original George Lucas trilogy. I think most people can agree on that. It's a finite story that's done, and now they're trying to Marvel, not to make this as a negative Marvel thing, but they're trying to MCUify it in such a way that it connects to that, and all you get are these puzzle pieces in between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, and then these puzzle pieces in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. 
And the most effective content they've released, I think, is The Mandalorian because of how far removed it is from the big scale Skywalker shit. That story is done. It was done in Return of the Jedi. It's just like... I, the, that's why I think the the what the Taika sh- uh, movie or whatever he's doing, Exciting. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about it because yeah, let's just see something new. The lightsabers are cool, uh, blasters are cool, uh, the fucking Senate is cool. I don't know. Coruscant is interesting. Bounty hunters are cool. trade federations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking you have so much, uh, so so many concepts and ideas to use. They don't all need to be connected to uh, this bloodline of gods or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's. Just I, I like, mean, and I, I mean, like, obviously, yeah, I agree. Like, the, the original tr- trilogy is probably the most successful, and I don't even hate the idea of the prequels. Like, because they, they, Lucas, George Lucas, clearly, like, he loved Dune, and he wanted to like make a different kind of Dune political drama. And this, I think, the the trilogy, the prequel trilogy, was his attempt of adding that context and i think it like kind of failed but that's where the the show clone wars kind of succeeded sorry i'm having a coughing fit F- fill in for me rock well no i agree i think i think what happens is and i think our esteemed colleague uh, fernando has said this before is that the original trilogy succeeded in such a way because and you sort of see it build and George Lucas gets more and more power, the more successful it gets is you have other people helping him and focusing him and editing him in such a way that his ideas work. Whereas, Oh, star Wars is the most popular thing in the world. George makes some more movies and you get producers to fund his prequel trilogy and nobody questions him. And he just does whatever he wants and you get a big sloppy mess with cool ideas and concepts but lackluster execution. Um, there are some ideas there that I think are good because they don't alter the original trilogy in such a way that the sequels do, where it's like maybe they're more coherent from a writing standpoint, but they don't, like, what do they add? They, they, they damage the, the originals, you know? Are you talking about the sequels or the prequels? The, the sequels. I think the sequels damage. Yeah. Uh, the I think, original. I think they damage Luke yeah, Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader's character. And what they it, went it, it just they it, it just negate it negates the entire point of like the story that was told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty unfortunate. Just all of the. It seems like Disney Star Wars projects are sort of just doomed to fail um, because you don't have someone like Lucas, who is a great ideas person. Like there are no, <laughs> there are no good ideas in Star Wars. It seems like anymore. Um, and then, but then if you were to bring in Lucas, like you were saying, Rock, like you need someone who's able to focus him. Um, and maybe there is some of that focus in Disney Star Wars, but. It doesn't seem like any of it's in the right place. I guess like maybe the one person um, who who is sort of treating Star Wars in a respectable way is, is Filoni. Um, but he's much better at at um, at animated stuff than he is at in live action. Um, and I don't know. I, I just don't know. 
I don't know if he has enough ideas to like continue to be the driving force and like push Star Wars to a point where we're getting like really cool movies and TV shows again. Like maybe Star Wars is dead. Maybe we don't need any more Star Wars, which would be unfortunate, but we can just continue to live with, um, you know, the Star Wars that we have had and, and enjoy that. I, I think what you're describing and what why Filoni is as successful as he is and what he's doing is that I don't know... I mean, I could be wrong about this. I, I don't know if he's great at his original concepts, but what he's so good at is taking what's already there and adjusting it in such a way and adding to it that it it makes more sense. Uh, or he's it, the focus it, that Lucas needs. Yeah, something like that, I think. Because, you know, what, what you're saying, Sean, with Clone Wars, Clone Wars is great. And everything he's uh, devised in Clone Wars works because... He's like, oh, we have this skeleton here, but there's no connective tissue. Let, let's make it, uh, you know, let's build a structure on that skeleton where narratively it makes more sense and character arc-wise and plot-wise it makes more sense as opposed to just, oh, Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. So how do we make that justified? Oh, he, he's afraid to lose his wife, so he turns to the dark side. It's like, no, we need more. You need more than that i think it's totally possible that all his ideas like live within the skywalker saga right like he could be a terrible ideas guy out of that outside of that which i'm sure he's not but i think he's like probably the most important thing to star wars since george lucas but i think he's just another ideas guy who needs like those buffers as well i would not want to see him direct a movie but it's also like like, how hard is it to come up with ideas? And I say this as someone who's never written a Star Wars story in my life, so, like, take that with a grain of salt. But something like The Mandalorian that just exists within the Star Wars universe, but is just a... It started off as just an Adventure of the Week kind of TV show, and that was really cool. And you can just, like... Like, that's kind of how Star Wars started. You're pulling from other genres, from other stories that have been told, like, time and time, like, over and over again. Um, and you just sort of recontextualize that within this sci-fi world universe that we've built. And you can get something really cool out of that. Like Star Wars is just a samurai Western in space. And if you just like, like, I don't know, maybe if someone just goes back and takes cool samurai movies from like the fifties and rewrites them so that there's some Jedis and stuff in it, boom, you have a cool Star Wars movie. Like, I don't know. That that seems easy enough to do. That's what Lucas did the first time around. Um, it doesn't all need to come back to the to the Skywalker saga, and like not everyone needs to be related to someone else. Like like Reva doesn't need to be Mace Windu's niece, who is then uh, John Boyega Finn's mom. Like like no like people. Hold on, I'm buying another like, year of like, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that none of that was introduced. Like. It, it may as well at this point. If it we can might, make Ray, knows? if we can make Ray a Palpatine, then anything goes. Everyone can be related to. to I everyone. swear to God, Reva could we, be Obi Wan's mom for all we know. If we get a scene like a flashback to Finn being abducted as a baby, and you see his mother chasing after the stormtroopers or whatever, and it's an old Reva, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're done. That's where I'm done. Everything up to that is okay. Yeah. But once we reach that point, that's the line. 
that we can't cross. I might the the line might be an old scarred Mace Windu with a robot hand. Uh, that no, might be. The I line. Want, I actually want. That. I would be in for that. Yeah, okay. no, I, I would I, love, I that. love that idea. <laughs> kind of interesting that you picked that Mace Windu to be the line. Not gonna lie, he's dead. He's not dead. Boba Fett was dead. Boba Fett was never dead. Oh my ass. Boba Fett was never dead. Mace Windu's never died. Nobody's ever died. No one's ever died. No one's ever died. No one's ever ever died. What if we open up a Star Wars? What if we open up a Star Wars multiverse and then we can bring back dead characters? We can have like what about this? Uh 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 Spider-Man No Way Home, but it's all Darth Vader's from different universes. Three years up front. A Loki-style show <laughs> where there are a bunch of variants or whatever, and they're all uh, Oscar Isaac. There's, there was a... I did not watch Rebels, really. <laughs> I didn't really watch Rebels, but I flipped through some of it, and there's like a whole part where the main character like ends up in some in-between universe and like discovers some kind of time travel... And I remember seeing that being like, for the love of God, please no. Do not bring what if like, there's the a stranger tra- things traveling thing into Star Wars. What if there's a stranger things style upside down where everyone is Chewbacca? Oh shit. Darth Baca. Yeah. In some universe. Evil Chewbacca comes but- from the upside down. And he <laughs> he but- wreaks havoc on our regular Star Wars universe. So Doctor in, Strange in actuality, has to come up like, and send him back to the Upside Down. <laughs> we, you guys know, like Mace Windu, like didn't die. Of course not. He it's left ambiguous for a reason. <laughs> Always, yeah. I actually, I'm bringing it back. Like I would love for him to come back. And every time I start talking about him, I always end up on like his like, Wikipedia page and reading about just the character he's at he actually like what was added to him after his introduction he's like such an interesting character that i would love for him to come back i'm sure i was sam, i sam was Jackson thoroughly bummed too. out when it was not mace windu in uh that episode of the mandalorian where it was it was luke that walked in peanut butter saw- face luke yeah i would you not have been more hyped if when that lightsaber was unsheathed it was purple. That it was purple instead of green, and then you it would have been Luke anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I stole this from my good friend Mace Windu. <laughs> I think so. I think the to, robot to hand Obi-Wan. first too, which also gave me, gave me a little hope, a little hopeful, and then I was let a down. New, a new hope. Yeah, we haven't talked about Obi Wan. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I do have again? a question for you guys. Um, <laughs> show is so bad. We just totally veered off topic. Um, what did you guys think of the Vader like portrayal in the show? Because I wasn't totally vibing with it, but I want to know what what you guys thought. I've coined the term the Vader conundrum, uh, oh, cool. and I want to nickel every time somebody says it. Uh, Congrats, dude! Thanks, dude. Uh, the issue here is that Vader is like a monster movie monster. The less you see of him. I think the more successful he is, which is why I think he is the best part of Rogue One. Not that that really says anything, but the problem is if you're going to make a show about Obi-Wan and the the leftover narrative threads with him and Anakin, obviously Vader has to be a big part of it. 
But the issue is, is that Vader at this point in time is just a guy in a suit. Um, and it's like, how do you, how do you really convey what's going on with the character when you're just looking at a mask? You, you can do that a, li a little bit, and I think they try to do it a little bit, but the most compelling parts about it, which I think, Banana, you've already touched on, is like, you do that with flashbacks, with successful flashbacks that make sense and recontextualize things and tell us things we didn't already know that are important towards the current story you're telling us. Or you do it in such a way where it really is a... a a deep dive into what his life is like outside of the suit, how minimal that might be. But th the problem is, is that the more of that you get, the less of the mystique of Vader is there. And you sort of, I don't want to say you ruin the legacy of the character, but you, it's like, you're just putting more on the plate when you don't need more on there. That said, uh, there are some things that I did like. Uh, I thought that I, th I, I, I liked uh, the portrayal at this point in time of his domineering power. Uh, and I think that sort of shows in the Reva fight that he has, where he like doesn't even have to try. There are certain body language and choreography things with him that I think work well. Um, but I don't... I, I don't think it does anything to save the show. And I think me enjoying that is purely from a, oh, I'm a Darth Vader fan because in my opinion, Darth Vader is Star Wars. So of course I'm going to love to see more of a character that I like, but it, you know, it's just more of the same. It's more of what we've already gotten. So is it necessary? I don't think so. Is it poorly done? I, I would argue that I think uh, Vader's stuff in this is the most successful stuff in the show. But once again, I don't think that means very much or does very much to demand that it's watched, you know? Yeah, I, I think I half agree. Like, <laughs> I, 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 when I, like I half agree with the what you said in the very beginning where it's just kind of like, showing less of him is is better like you you kind of protect the legacy of the character. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think when you are showing the character, it has to be like like overly respectful to the character itself. So like I think a good example of that is the the small clip of him in Rogue One. Like where he like is really brutally tearing apart the rebels. Like that was like a super it added to like oh this dude doesn't fuck around. Like, um, but then when you get to a show like this, showing him in like a non-choreographed scene against Obi-Wan where they both look like fucking unprogrammed robots from Boston Dynamics, like fucking <laughs> bumbling around the floor. It like it, it, it it's it's just it doesn't help the character like it only hurts the, the character because they're supposed to be shown in this light of like ruthlessness and like um like ultimate power, unlimited power, dude. And basically like uh stuff like when the, the the decoy ship like he ripped down the decoy ship and then the second one flew away. That is the that is such an insulting moment to the character and to the people who are paying for the show. Like that is just so dumb. So that that's kind of stuff those are the kind of decisions and like little writing things that like just drive me insane about Disney plus where that's just like the, uh, 
the suspension of disbelief. I heard that term for the first time like two weeks ago. The suspension <laughs> of disbelief is just like being totally fucking thrown out the window. And it's just like, ah, just go with it. It's like, no, like you have that. Th- there's such a limit to that. There's such turn a your brain that. off, dude. Enjoy it for what it is. It's just so infuriating. And Disney Plus is the biggest offender of this now with like all their content in these like little stupid, dumb, unexplainable moments that I really think ruin the show. The show. You mean to tell me me that after Obi defeats Vader, two things. One, he's going to leave him alive, really. Like it's not a moral issue being like, oh, well, my friend is truly dead. If anything, that should give him more of a reason to, to. finish this guy and strike him down secondly he beats vader and then he leaves in his ship and the star destroyer that chases him just lets him leave the planet (laughs) like (laughs) it's shit like that it's like constant shit like that or that oh reva's like oh yeah we i left uh i left obi-wan inside uh shackled with two stormtroopers for safety like what just or none of the stormtroopers hear her conversation with obi-wan (laughs) <laughs> at the door it's just so much dumb shit it's just dumb shit yeah and i feel like all that stuff would be like we'd be able to excuse it if the show took the time to like we said before to like explore a lot of like the character stuff that would actually be interesting if you have all these little plot holes and like inconsistencies in, in the canon and whatnot at least for me i think you know I, i'd totally be fine with that as long as your show uh, sets up a certain tone and idea that it wants to explore. It explores that. It sticks to its guns. It, it has a very clear identity of what it's going to be in the story that it's going to tell, and then it executes at at you know at the end of the uh, at the end of the day. But the show doesn't do that, so it leaves these opportunities and it opens up these doors for us to start like nitpicking at, at certain things and certain inconsistencies and plot holes and dumb decisions that characters make. Um, and then the whole thing just starts to unravel and like, and like fold in on itself. And it just becomes this weird sort of house of cards where we pull one and the whole thing topples on itself because it has no real foundation. It has no real integrity to it. There's just, there's nothing there. It's, it's all, it's super flimsy. And it, yeah, I think a really good example is, uh, what the fuck was that guy's name? The, the rebel, the fact that I'm not, I can't even remember his name. The one Ice who, Cube Junior. No, the one, the one who was in the second X-wing who died. Wade. Oh, Wade. Wade. Like that is a perfect <laughs> example of this, where it's like they there is such an expectation from Disney, it seems, in these shows for you to just care, and there's no presentation or lead up for you to actually care. They get back on the ship, and the guy's like, "Where's Wade?" <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, even and beyond Wade, uh, sorry, keep keep going. I, I was going to say because what Raph, what you were just saying about how like if the plot and the exploration of things is good enough, you'll excuse these certain moments. Because I'm sure if you go back and like I'm a huge Marvel fan, but it, and you go back and look when they were doing their best work, Ragnarok, Winter Soldier, I'm sure you could pick a million of these moments and throw them in my face and be like, oh, well, why don't you criticize this? Why don't you criticize that? Because the presentation in those were actually good and they actually implemented me caring about what was happening to the characters that it was happening to. And they're Not, about something. And they're, yeah, and it's the presentation in these shows, the pacing and the presentation in these shows are so off. And then all of a sudden something happens where you're just supposed to, you're expected to care. 
but like there was no actual effort to make you care on top of all those little plot holes is where it just kind of like explodes into this feeling of like what the hell am i watching beyond wade uh i forgot the the character's name which is not a good sign for the creators of this of the show um but the woman who like helps obi-wan and leia out of uh out of texas yeah when she dies i was very confused because i felt like i was supposed to feel something but i didn't care and there was this big long slow-mo death scene of her dying and you know from like if you watched movies and tv shows you watch that and you see that slow-mo and like the dramatic music is playing and you understand oh this is a death that i am supposed to care about but then you sort of think back in terms of everything that's happened with that character and the way that she's been developed and i question well why am i supposed to care about her because there is never a moment before in this show that explained to me that she was a character who was worth like me giving two shits about which like that's not to say that it's anything on, on like the actor or anything like that is purely writing and storytelling 101 like i cannot care about this death unless you give me a reason to care about said death she sacrifices herself underneath the robot with a grenade right to like block off the stormtroopers toss the grenade at them earlier and block them <laughs> off before you get gunned down you have grenades. But again, if 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 the work had been done beforehand to make us care about this character dying, we wouldn't be pulling like picking apart the fact that she holds the grenade close to her instead of throwing it away. We would have just been sad about said character's death. Right. Exactly. But because we don't care in that moment, we're then able to take that next step of like, exactly. well, why the fuck did she die that way? That's stupid. I I actually that's that's exactly that's exactly right and on top of that i remember watch when i when i was watching that scene i specifically remember going into her death moment already being mad about how shitty the choreography was for obi-wan like in that leading up to that you can literally in my head i could literally see him on the soundstage holding the the handle of the lightsaber replica that's attached to a giant green like which they you know like the, i'm sure when they film this the, the lightsaber is like a giant a green, giant green. <laughs> and I, you can see him going like this <clears throat> like just moving his arm around and like kind of like dancing around in these awkward semi no dude he's 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 out of practice dude yeah yeah right he's out of yeah. practice they're out of practice with their fucking the, choreography. the force left him yeah yeah the the lack of like budget in these moments and like effort into making these things look decent and maybe star wars is something where that matters a lot more because like these jedis are supposed to be these like fluid like you know combat masters so when i see them just not have the budget to look like that because that's straight up what it is it just pulls me out of the scene so hard and then i got to the moment to the death scene immediately after that and i was like what the fuck was that what was that entire scene why doesn't he just force pull them (laughs) there's a lot he yeah there's a lot of lack of force doing of things and like weird times where the force can like grab a a chip out of thin air but like obi-wan's no longer able to force eat himself forward instead of just like running really slowly like when he's chasing Vader Vader can force 
Vader can stop. <laughs> That's what a, they did. Episode one, they would force eat themselves. Vader can stop a starship with the Force, but he can't just stop Obi Wan's heart. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. insane. I think the uh, back <laughs> circling back to the Vader thing. More Vec to him, dude. The, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> the lack of consistency with like who Darth Vader is as a character was really confusing to me um, because Vader in the original trilogy is just, he's just pure bad. He's just like a bad, bad, bad dude. Um, and we know that when we get that. And in the prequels, he's like this sort of, we get the sympathetic Anakin, uh, like fallen hero sort of figure. And I feel like this show um, as much as it didn't understand like where Obi-Wan was supposed to be in this period of time, it also didn't understand where the Darth Vader character was supposed to be. And I was really like confused about, is this, so is this the version of Vader that I still feel some sort of sympathy for because there's still some like human elements there? Is this just a dude who is a force of pure evil? Has he totally honed in on his, um, on his use of the dark, dark side of the force? Like, is he supposed to be like this ultimate, like badass? fighting machine that like no one can get in in his way um and like even come remotely close to stopping him or is he someone who's still like honing those skills um i thought the reva fight the way that he was moving and his body language felt very unvader like like whoever they had inside of the suit had never watched a star wars movie it was just like a guy who had who had done like some like fight classes before um the whole thing felt very weird and disjointed. Um, I just wish that there was some sort of consistent tone throughout throughout the show of what this version of Vader is, um, and then just go out and execute that. But I didn't get that at all. I yeah, there, ahead, there should be ahead. there should be like a if you're going to be Darth Vader, you should go to like a three week boot camp on like who the character is and literally how he walks. Like, I'm not even really exaggerating it. It feels like a lot of people who are working on the show are, like, not familiar with Star Wars, um, yeah. which is really weird. And, like, going back to the to uh, to Obi-Wan fighting with his, with his lightsaber, um, like, if you love Star Wars, like, you should know all of the things that influenced George Lucas to make Star Wars. And, like, Kurosawa movies and, like, old samurai movies are, like, one of the biggest inspirations especially for how people fight with lightsabers. And you should, if you're making a Star Wars movie or TV show, I don't know, you should maybe go back and watch the original Star Wars and some of those samurai movies to see how those fights were choreographed and like what makes them so special and how they're edited and how they're shot and how they're put together and how people move within the frame instead of just like, hey, let's have a dude stand on green screen with giant green and just like go for it yeah and we'll see what happens what what frustrates me to no end is that all all of what you've both just said like your critiques about it are absolutely right and then you go online and you see people justifying those choices and being like oh well it makes sense that he moves like this now because it's vader in his prime or it makes sense that he's this powerful because he's in so much pain that he uses that to be so in tune with uh, the dark side. And it's like, well, where's that in the show then? Where does the show tell us this? Where where are those exciting scenes that justify what's happening? We, we You shouldn't have to go on a Wikipedia page 
or read a novel called The Rise and Fall of Darth Vader to understand what's happening uh, in what's being presented to us in its own little uh, form, you know? Uh, sure, there's stuff in the original trilogy that this ties to that it's like, oh, okay, we get that there's a connection there. Or from the prequels, the prequels, where we get that there's a connection there. But the fundamentals of what we see on screen have to be justified. And if they're not, no fucking comic or novel or wiki page uh, insert is going to make it make sense. It's just not. It is unfortunate. Like I don't like to to badmouth like fans of something. I think if I think if you watch Obi Wan and it works for you, I think that's really really cool. Uh, but the amount of like straw grasping that seems to be going on about sort of explanations of why the show is actually good um, is like really bizarre. I saw one thing in particular that was a clip of Leia saying. Um, like Luke is like, come on, I'm here with old Ben Kenobi. And she's like, Ben is here. And the tweet was like, this makes so much more sense now after watching the Obi-Wan show. Um, and again, like, that's cool if that works for you. But like, can you tell me how that is so? Because I did not catch that at all, where I understand now this like deeper connection between between Ben and Leia. Or now I understand a certain scene in a new hope in a completely different light because of what I saw in Obi-Wan. Like I didn't get that at all. And I think it's cool if you did, but also where what you're saying is absolutely right. And I saw this guy, since we're on this topic, I saw this guy post this little nitpick being like, when R2 delivers the message, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope in a new hope. Um, her spiel to him is like, oh, you helped my father in the Clone Wars. Help me now. Don't you think that if you had a history of an adventure with this guy where he saved your life multiple times, told you about your parents, uh, and you have a connection with him now, you'd refer to that? Um, yeah. So, And then people were being like, oh, she doesn't have to. She was just referring to his involvement with her dad. Like, clearly that makes sense. And it's like, it kind of actually doesn't. Um, and it, what's annoying about it is it doesn't break the canon, but it stretches it pretty fucking far where it's like, uh, this is like, if it it's like, come on. If it doesn't, even if it doesn't break the canon, this is my biggest thing with the show. Like I knew canon was going to be broken. We knew that there were going to be inconsistencies with like, Obi-Wan is like 85 in A New Hope, and he's like 38 now, 45 at most. Um, that doesn't add up, but okay, cool, whatever. And if all those things are going to happen, if he saves Leia, but in A New Hope she only references that she helped his dad in the Clone Wars, like at least make the show good. At least give me a six-episode arc where I can care about stories and characters and totally ignore the things that are that are happening outside. I think I said this in our in our ep episode about the first three uh, episodes of Obi Wan, but like at least like the prequels where they sometimes will break canon with the original trilogy, um, I can still look at those as their own separate thing because they have such a distinct tone and voice in terms of what they want to be. That 
you know, any sort of inconsistencies, I get that, but those are their own thing. And the originals are their own thing. And this, this series, the show, um, it doesn't have that sort of like distinct singular unique voice that it wants to stick to. It seems really confused about what it wants to be. And again, that opens all the doors for these criticisms about canon and consistencies and, and all of that sort of stuff. I think that the fundamentally the biggest uh, offense here is that we've heard the, the showrunners say that the first version was too dark and too mature. And that right there already, before the show even came out, I think is a huge red flag in terms of what they're trying to do. If that's what's happening, and that's the first thing that comes to people's minds when you're conceptualizing this, maybe that's what the story is. And maybe if you're going to try to uh, nullify it in such a way that it's more palatable to children and Disney fans, then it's not worth telling. Uh, it just, all it demonstrates is that you want your product to reach as many people as possible and be as palatable to as many people as possible, whether or not it really dives into what's going on and what's really happening to this man who had to quote unquote, kill his best friend, watch all of his friends die, exile himself, and uh, cut meat for a living on a desert planet now. Like, the dude is obviously depressed. I don't know. What does that look like? I don't think it looks like what the show is, but... Spe speaking of the cutting meat thing, they kept showing him, like, hiding a little bit of meat in his, like, shirt. Yeah. The, I thought it was like the insinuation was that he was going to get caught, but then he never did. Yeah. Why did they? It was for Luke. It? It was oh, for, was it for Luke? It, no, it was for his llama, dude. Oh, I don't right. know. He was feeding his llama with it. But that's an excellent point, and the show is riddled. It was with because the like show, that. the showrunners don't care is why they kept showing it and didn't come back to it. <laughs> it's because no like, one oh, make you this gave a shit. Man, oh, it was like uh, it was like when you have to write like a three thousand word essay on your on like line, you're on like word two thousand seven hundred and eighty nine, and you just need to like fill out like. Some of the more of the words, you just need more screen time. Yeah, and then someone who reads it comes back and is like, "This whole thing contradicts itself." And you're like, "Yeah, whatever." But we made like seven billion dollars last quarter, so <laughs> subscribe to Disney Plus. No, dude, it conveys yeah. that he's he's a passionate man who will still go against the system if it means what he's doing is right. I have, some, I, have a, I have another important question. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I thought about this a lot in the last episode. Where the fuck is R two D two right now? Oh, he's with, uh, isn't he with Bale? Yeah, he and 3PO are with Bale. Christian? Aren't they? No, well, we're gonna... Then why was they showed C3PO, uh, right? Why didn't they show R2? I don't know, because fucking, oh no, I don't, I don't know. I, weren't they on Tatooine in the, in A New Hope? They crashed there out of Blade's oh, okay. ship. Yeah, it, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? Okay, <laughs> Fuck her. Where's I can't our believe tukin? we just spent 30, 30 seconds on that. <laughs> Fucking. I do have another important question. Yeah. What do they farm on Tatooine? Uh, Sand? Oh, yeah. O Owen and Baru are farmers. 
but there's nothing but sand around. <laughs> I didn't see an irrigation system. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> also, these two, this whole these, thing's falling apart. These two farmers are kicking that Jedi's ass. <laughs> oh, that drove me insane. Oh. That actually, that was so bad. The, and of course, the, people are like, oh, she got stabbed, so she's weak. No. Fucking eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how she heals? She eats ass. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what helps a lightsaber stab to the ribs? If you lick my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Step for this callback. Hell yeah. <laughs> What what was the point of her chasing Luke? I didn't understand that. Her revenge on on Anakin, Anakin, yeah. But Anakin doesn't know that Luke is alive, or or does he? Shut, at this shut point, the fuck up. did someone tell him? Yeah, I don't think he does know. <laughs> he when does know. he find no, out? He because no he knows in the Empire, five. in Empire, he finds out in Empire that his he, his son Who is tells still him alive. in Empire. Uh. The Emperor says, I've no doubt that this young Jedi is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. And then Vader goes, how is I that mean, maybe possible? it gives it away when he's like, when he's like, hey, I'm Luke Skywalker. And Anakin goes, that's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when he's in the jail son. cell rescuing Leia, he's like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. And all the security systems, the Emperor's like, oh, shit. <laughs> if, if, uh, you think he's... If, you think... That's the same Skywalker. Why you're trying to hide him? Change his last name. Why isn't he Luke Lars? <laughs> if they if they remake the uh, <laughs> literally the if they remake the original trilogy. Apart. If they remake the original trilogy, I hope uh, twenty three me gets a product placement deal. <laughs> Dude, I was infuriated. I saw that tweet. I think one of our comrades shared it to our I hate movies group chat. Uh, some guy was like, isn't it obvious? This is all just a lead up to them remaking A New Hope. And I was like, oh my god. That would be tough. I also kind of feel like it's <laughs> you inevitable. Know what? I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm in on it. I think Disney should just ruin <laughs> all of Star Wars. Don't even leave us anything to remember. Like, don't, don't let us remember Star Wars as being anything that was ever good. If all of what they put out is going to be shit, and then I have to go back and watch A New Hope and be like, wow, this is awesome. I wish all of Star Wars was like this. That makes me sadder than if everything in Star Wars is shit. And then I can just totally ignore it. It all sucks. Fuck it. So I don't even That's want fair. a good New Hope anymore. Just ruin the whole thing for me. Go ahead, Kathleen. <laughs> go off. <laughs> go off, Queen. Thanks, Kathleen. Um... Is there anything about the six-episode series that either of you liked? Uh, literally the like the last, the actual like character, like looking at the character, studying the characters in five and six of Obi Wan and Anakin. Those are like the only the only parts that I thought were like very good. And then they actually gave like the flashback scenes with Anakin budget. They gave the actual the last duel with. Obi Wan and Darth Vader budget. Um, like I think I I love when like Darth Vader gets explored and um, when he's shown like how powerful he is. Um, I thought like it successfully showed how like strong Obi Wan actually is too. Um, and there's like very few people who can actually like, go toe to toe with him. 
If Mace Windu didn't get fucking jumped, he would have he would have fucked Anakin up. <laughs> he actually would have. I, I I read the wiki. Um, if he Yoda and Obi Wan just one on one Mace Windu Vader, Mace Windu would knock his socks off. <laughs> Yo, Yoda's Yoda's kind of kind of sus for like he could have beat Anakin <laughs> and he just dipped. He did. Why didn't he did it was dip. like. Yeah, in Revenge of the That's Sith, why didn't up. they both? It, it's because it's because it's it's because uh, in the remake, he Yoda's, weak ass Dooku. Yoda's gonna look at Obi Wan in the remake and go, "We're in the End Game now." <laughs> <laughs> like this is really all Yoda's fault. He was he was the head of the Council, right? Yeah. It's probably safe to assume that he's the strongest Jedi, and. Anakin is out killing oh. everyone. He's like, Mace, you take care of that. I'm going to fight Dooku, who's not even a real Sith Lord over here, doing backflips across the Senate, and I'll let you fight the most powerful Jedi in all the land. And then, and then when he kills everyone, I'm going to leave to the Outer Rims on this swamp planet, not talk to anyone, throw all my cell phones away, and, like, you can't email me, you can't contact me, and I'll see you guys in, like, 30 years. <laughs> I don't know. 100 That's messed years. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mace beat Palpatine. Who? What? Mace? Mace. Yeah, he destroyed him. He beat he, it wasn't even. It wasn't even particularly close. <laughs> it wasn't even particularly close. And I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you why, but we'll save that for another time. All right. The whole when series the Mace- is falling apart, man. When the Mace Windu show comes out, we'll revisit this. If he didn't get jumped, he would have he would have whooped Anakin's ass. Not oh, even. Yeah. He uses uh, fighting style seven, by the way. <laughs> Interesting. Oh right, it's like it's it's the fine line between dark side and light. He like tunes into the dark side a little bit. That's why his lightsaber is purple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not because it... Sam Jackson said. George Lucas, the only way I'll be in Star Wars is if you give me a purple lightsaber. <laughs> That's not why. It's it's because of Mace Windu's fighting style. I I love that character. I, I want him, I want him back so bad. Cowards I like do it. there. There's anytime I think about Sam Jackson as Mace Windu, I think about to the interview of I think it's Attack of the Clones, where like he's in it more now than he was in Phantom Menace. So they're like using him to promote the movie, and like. You see him and like Natalie Portman and Ewan McGregor really trying to hype it up. And he goes, You need to see this movie. People are getting jacked up in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and hearing him refer to stunts like hyping Star Wars up. and saying people are getting jacked up is just so fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> I want Mace Windu back, but I don't want Mace Windu back if it's fucking soundstage. No choreography, old Sam Jackson walking around with a fucking green tube in his hand, like he has no idea what the fuck's going on, and then they color it purple in post production, which is now all I can expect from Disney Plus in almost every scenario. Which is why, surprisingly, Miss Marvel's great. Everybody go watch that instead, please. It's fucking better than this shit. <laughs> there you go. I actually watched the first episode of Miss Marvel. It it has a tonal identity, which is exactly. more than you can say for most most of the Disney projects. Shit. Yes, exactly. It knows exactly what it is, and which it just is, goes all in on it, and it works. 
that's such a weird bare minimum that we ask of uh of a sh- of, of a piece of content. Things. Yeah. Like just Good have man. a total identity. That's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I if Miss Miss Marvel being good cooled my jets on like canceling Disney Plus, and I'm shocked it's good. Maybe it's because I had like no expectations and my all hope was lost in on Disney after like watching just shit after shit and then seeing that fucking She Hulk trailer where they they like that was that is beyond that is so far below bare minimum. <laughs> the the She Hulk trailer like it's it's embar it's getting to the point where it's embarrassing how shameless. Disney's getting with like what they're putting out, and that's why I started thinking about canceling. But then Miss Marvel is really good, so I guess they get another fucking. Six the the real embarrassing thing is that we're still subscribing <laughs> and exactly. going to see their movies. Yeah, it's the joke crazy, is on man. us. It is. I'm a fucking clown. <laughs> we all are. I'm on a family plan right now. I paid twenty bucks up front three years ago. Or whenever it came out, and I haven't given them another cent yet. I don't know when this family plan runs out, but I don't know. I'm gonna keep subscribing. Yeah, me too. Watch Stranger Things instead. I'll, I'll watch all of it. I just pay for everything, man. <laughs> I'm so dumb. And I go to the movies. Like, just everyone take my money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um. And I buy physical media. (laughs) Why am I so poor? Oh, (laughs) because I'm just paying for endless thousands and thousands of hours worth of content that I'll never watch and just complain about when I do get around to watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the last thing I'll say about Obi-Wan is that, Rocky, you were just talking about how they said that like the original draft was too dark or the original version. It sounded like what they shot was too dark. It sounded like they were editing it and then they had to like revise it because it was just turning out to be too dark. And I think it's interesting that like the most praised episodes of the show. And that's, that's another quick thing too, is it actually did seem like this is the first time I could garner a lot of um, negative sentiment towards disney like this this felt like the first time on twitter where i was seeing a lot of people like it felt like like a lot of people on twitter like woke up to this like why like a lot of people were saying it was like kind of mid and bad and like (laughs) like, no cap no cap for real on god it was mid (laughs) and i was surprised wake up people disney's mid I was surprised and relieved to see people actually like a lot of people garnering negative sentiment for it, which unfortunately the other side of people were just kind of wrapping up as like Star Wars is the worst fan base, which is also true. But like people are very quick to dismiss opinions and wrap it under that blanket or under that rug. But it was nice to see Disney Plus actually getting ragged on a little bit for putting out something that just wasn't very good in quality writing or pacing. Uh, And I think it's interesting that their conclusion before they put the show out was that the original run was too dark because it seemed like the only episodes that got universal praise were episodes five and six, the Obi-Wan show, not the movies. And um, those were the darkest episodes. They had the most character introspection. They like were the darker parts of the show. And that is the two parts that 
almost everyone universally seemed to actually enjoy. And I just wish it had more of that and less of like the Disney fied more less of the Disney fied elements, less of like the stuff that didn't really matter to a lot of people, like give the people like what they came to see, what was like kind of advertised and actually like put a fucking real budget into it and actually try. So I guess that's kind of like where, where I'm leaving off on, on OB one. Uh, I don't think I need to ask the the typical question here as our closing notes of would you recommend either of you recommend this show? Um, I think I know what the answer is, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, I would say like what I said with Boba Fett, like watch the last two episodes. I don't think you'd, if you actually did, I don't think you'd miss very much. No, uh, because that, I, I think I texted this to you guys, like that last, that 25 minutes at the end where Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan, that felt like the whole show. That and like the, the, the flashbacks. And it kind of felt like they kind of built everything around that moment. And I had the same criticism with uh, Multiverse of Madness where there was just like these parts where it just felt like the idea kind of cruxed around these very individual moments and like they didn't really care how they got there otherwise. And I think like if you took... I felt like see the the fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan in episode six could have been condensed down to like a 25 minute short. And that would have been more emotionally impactful than like um, the entire series. I don't disagree. So, so my take would be watch the last two episodes of the, sh- of the series. Doesn't really matter much beyond that. Raph. No. Rock. Yeah, I'll ask you, Rock. Rock. Fair enough. Um, I think that if you like Star Wars, if you've continued to like Star Wars in spite of everything, <laughs> um, you're gonna watch this anyway. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think that if there's anything in the show that does work. It's limited to those last two episodes. Um, and I think the, I think that's really it. I, uh, you know, the, I'll say what we always say is that the, the truth is there are a lot of people who probably worked on the show. A lot of people who probably were passionate. Uh, and you know, it's nice to see Ewan McGregor trying on screen even though I think that what he has to work with is pretty limited. Uh, it's ni- What's nice about this show, truthfully, I think the, the best thing to come out of this is that there's been a resurgence of Hayden Christensen support, which I actually like, because I think that what's wrong with the prequels is not his fault. Um, so it's nice to see that in his mind, oh at least from the diehard fans that, you know, people are happy to see him back. Uh, But that's about it. I think that if you love Star Wars and all things Star Wars, go ahead and watch it, even though you're going to anyway. Uh, I I think that if you're Star Wars adjacent, there's nothing in here outside of, hey, look, it's Darth Vader. That's pretty much it. So, uh, I'm not I'm going to I'm going to say in terms of its standalone piece of media 
Nah. Skip it. Damn. All right, P. Dude. Wow. See ya. I and just to tack on the Anakin thing or the Hayden Christensen thing, I thought he was great. I thought he was like really good, actually. Um, in the him and his beautiful de-aged face. <laughs> the I uh, liked I liked what he did uh in the broken mask Vader scene. Okay, maybe what, not. <laughs> what, what was like no, his, I I, his I, I loved that scene and I thought he was good, but like, you know, I, I think most of his face was like computerized anyway. He you saw you saw a, a small little a sliver. there was there was a little uh sinisterness that he brought that mm-hmm. I thought that I thought was interesting and that we haven't seen really a, a humanized version of that with Vader because it's always you know he's obviously ruthless and evil and happy yeah. to murder people and children. <laughs> um but it's always the mask that we see. So to see him sort of relish yeah. in the conclusion that, oh, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. And he's smiling while he says that. I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't know if that was a, a purely a him thing or a directorial thing. Um, but I thought that what he did played in that brief little scene. So that's fine, I guess. That was something I was going to actually say earlier when we talk about like uh, like showing Darth Vader and like respecting the character and stuff. I think it like the newer takes on him have always been most interesting when it's just like kind of like showing how he's this ever torn, split two persons in one body, but the one the more human side of him is like so far gone, but like there's still a little tiny flicker of him there. And he cracks through in these, like, for brief seconds uh, in these, like, really high-intensity moments. And there's that slight recognition of him. And obviously that comes back in full when Luke is able to pull him out and and bring him back. Um, And I think, like, uh, it was maybe a little cheesy to, to you guys. I don't know. I, like... The flickering blue light on his face—that is where Anakin is flickering through, like clearly—and mm-hmm. yeah. then it goes full red. I love that study of Darth Vader. Like that happened in the Rebels moment too, where uh, she cracks his mask and she goes to walk away, and he says Ahsoka, but you're hearing half Darth Vader voice, half Anakin, and they show like his eyeball, and it's like very clearly Anakin's eye for a moment. And then it immediately like turns angry and he's back to Darth Vader. And I think that exploration of Darth Vader is really like the only thing you can kind of do now, like in terms of exploring the character. Um, and so when they do it right and they do it in these cool moments, I think it's really fantastic and really interesting. And I guess I wish the the show missed an opportunity to like go deeper on that. Um and that's kind of why I think going into the show, I expected it to be like almost half Darth Vader, half Obi-Wan. It felt more like 10% Darth Vader, 30% Obi-Wan. What am I at? 70% other random fucking characters that we don't even give a shit. It's close enough. <laughs> or, oh, what did I say? Thir- I said 30 Obi-Wan? That's 110. 60%. 60%. 60% like other random shit. Um, and I think that's why I was like most disappointed in, in most of the series on top of like all the budget and whatever, but it just wasn't enough exploration of those two. 
Um, and I think the biggest swing, the biggest miss was not using the time to like go deep on that. Anakin's still kind of there. Let's explore like the psyche a little bit. That, that's that's probably the biggest miss for me. Damn, indeed. That's beautiful, man. Hell yeah, that's beautiful stuff. Thanks for uh, sharing. Well, here we here we are once again uh, at the end of another Disney content review. Uh, Banana, tell us who you are, where you can be found. Uh, yeah, you can find me twitch.tv slash no banana suits. Uh, recently picked up an arcade stick. So we've been playing Cuphead with an arcade stick. I'm actually almost done with the with the plate there already, but come hang, come, come enjoy. You can also uh, find some videos of me online putting Morbius on a uh, on a Game Boy Color or yeah, Game Boy Color. Uh, fun fun times over there. Come on, come on, hang. Pretty sick. Well, thank you for joining us, Raf. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining, Bananas. Um, definitely be sure to check them out. Are you? Were you asking me where I can be found, Rock? Yeah, who are you, dude? I'm Raf. I'm one half, sometimes one third, sometimes one quarter of straight to DVD. Uh, I can be found on on Twitter and Instagram at Rafstit is my handle. It's all one word, R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Um, yeah, come come hang over there. Michael, who the hell are you? Where you Dude, I'm the, other, I'm the other half, sometimes quarter, sometimes third of straight to DVD. You can find me on Instagram at Michael underscore Romeo underscore Rocco underscore R-U-S-U-C-O, Michael underscore Romeo underscore Rocco underscore. You can also find me on Twitter and letterbox at Michael underscore Rocco. And you can find both Raph and myself and all of our fantastic special guests at straight to DVD pod. That's the number two straight to DVD pod on Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hell yeah. Let's go, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. On three. Count us in. One, Do two, it. three. Hell, Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, cut it there.